You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome to Pure Presence All About the Kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered and to the parents and professionals and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet who are also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance you and them as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 20-minute segment of this episode. Parents and children can listen in together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information that you receive, as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, The energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on that list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 611 children registered for these calls. Also, I'd like to remind you that if you're listening to The Awakening Zone on Blog Talk Radio, we'd like to invite you to come to The Awakening Zone Great chat room there, great information, and really get to see all of the things that are available through the Awakening Zone. So if you're on Blog Talk Radio, join us on the Awakening Zone. There are also currently four great workshops available on the Awakening Zone Academy. Discovering Your Sacred Money Archetypes with Tracy Smith uncovers your strengths and gifts for you to achieve financial success. Inside the Mind of God is a series of interviews by Sandy Sedgbear with seven well-known spiritual teachers. Claire Montero's Seven Rays, Seven Cosmic Rays guides you through learning how the seven cosmic rays affect you, your relationship, and the world. And now we have Glenn Harold's Sonic Healing Course using Sophogeal Scales. All of those are great and wonderful things to check out in the Awakening Zone Academy. So today I have a special guest, um, and I know that you know frequently on Pure Presence we don't have guests, but every now and again people come along that really strike me um, and I know will be wonderful for you all to hear. 
And Amber Black is definitely one of those people. Amber was a recent guest speaker for the certified practitioners. And after having a couple conversations with Amber on the phone and also having some dialogue with her on that call, it was just so clear that I wanted to bring her awareness and her message to a much bigger audience. Amber um, is in her late 30s. She is diagnosed with autism, but she is also um, completely consciously aware of functioning in five dimensions simultaneously. So much of the awareness and experience that she has had really, you know, although it is dimensional in nature, it provides such uh, practical wisdom for us in understanding the nature of these multidimensional children. And so for that reason, uh, welcome, Amber Black. I am thrilled to have you here today. Hi. Thank you so much, Susie. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So what I'd like to do today, Amber, is I know that you are more than capable of reading the energy of, you know, the consciousness of this group that, you know, kind of will will be here live or will be here later via um, the archives. So I really would like you to take us in the direction that you would like to take us in. And we'll have a little conversation Um, about that, you and I. And then the last 20 minutes of this episode, what I'd like to do is um, a piece of integration work so that we can take really everything that's been communicated during this episode and really anchor it into practical consciousness awareness. You'll notice that as Amber, we figured this out very quickly on the when she was speaking to us for the certified practitioners, there's a lot going on multidimensionally as Amber communicates with you. And um, so in many ways that is a piece of quote-unquote energy work in and of itself. So um, anyway, Amber, where would you like to take us today? I believe that the direction that we really need to go is from a standpoint of understanding consciousness on many different levels and it being collective on the perspective of what is happening in the human reality between parent and child, Mm -hmm. between the nature of an autistic interaction with another individual um, that may not necessarily be relative, and also the uh, multiple states of consciousness in a position that is better understood from uh, the word that would be best to describe it would be transcendence in my opinion to really demonstrate the collective effort of the children and what is really happening behind the scenes um, outside of the third dimensional reality which would invoke the other dimensions that are um, equally and simultaneously occurring, kind of, so to speak, that would be behind the scenes because consciously most people don't catch it. They're not aware of it. They don't know there's more going on behind the scenes, so to speak. Right. So can I 
so can I narrow this down just a little bit to begin with anyway, and then let's broaden it out further and further, because that's a huge, that's an amazing, huge chunk of information, and I'm already buzzing, yes. so I'm excited. Yes, please. Thank um, you. So my curiosity then is, you know, you were talking about the the interaction between parent and child and the multidimensional awareness mm-hmm. from the child's perspective that the child is functioning as a collective consciousness, as a oneness, right? Correct. Okay, so can you explain to us kind of what that looks like from the child's perspective when they're communicating? Um, Let's start maybe with a parent. Um, What their reality is of that exchange or that communication and maybe what the the parent's perceived reality is of that? Um, Well, the child is communicating actively with the parent on a soul level and a telepathic level, but coming from multiple dimensions of a collective consciousness. So it can come through in a very nonverbal way, and that's where we've come to, you know, discovering a lot of autistic individuals are nonverbal or there's something other associated that we've labeled as, you know, a developmental issue. And it's really not. It's the expression of that which, the way the energy being behind the human experience that we see the child as uh, expresses themselves. And it's not the standard uh, old system systematic way of um, navigating in a human experience, which would be uh, the way things have been in older times of our evolution. Evolution is going more into a telepathic way of being, not so much uh, verbal. Mm -hmm. And that telepathic way of being connects to multiple dimensions of a collective consciousness that is outside the physical reality. Right. So and so and so you have different components um of this collective energy essence mm-hmm. of the energy that is within the child that is communicating with the parent for the parent's spiritual evolution. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we've talked about this on previous episodes, you know, literally um pointing out that, you know, even from the time that a parent is has conceived a child that will ultimately end up with the diagnosis of autism, everything about that parent is beginning to change, you know, in many cases prior to that conception. But the, the consciousness of that individual is is shifting dynamically. And I've seen it, you know, even in my years as a speech-language pathologist, I saw it year after year, whether it was a parent or whether it was a professional, these individuals change simply by being in the presence of a child diagnosed with autism. So can you explain a bit about how that actually happens? What are they actually doing? What is the child doing? Yeah, what what is the child actually interfacing with? What is the child maybe not doing because I don't think that that's accurate. 
what is the they are infusing being? the parent they are infusing the parent on all states of consciousness and all all levels of the mind, body and spirit on the different energetic frequency to uplift their vibration. Mm-hmm. It's a soul to soul agreement. But it's much more than that from a collective standpoint based more specifically and singularly for the parent and child. And I have to include both parents because the parent, uh, the child has a combination, a perfect combination of the DNA from both parents to give them exactly what they need to hold the DNA that is going to be able to maintain what we have labeled as autism. And what I can do is maybe give my experience as a point of reference as the child based on um, sharing about my parents. I'm like yeah, my absolutely. father. I'm like my father more in nature uh, from a standpoint of, let's say, where maybe the aggravation comes from, the irritation, more of the aggressive way of being in life. Um, very strong, very strong in composition he is. And my mother is sort of checked out, but not in a negative way, in more of the pure way, an innocent way of being, which are both components of autism, right? So mm-hmm. here I am with both of these components, and you know, I'm giving you a very simple uh, analogy of both of them, Um, which made me. So I can come in with this DNA that can hold the frequency of the energy that holds the innate naivety and innocence of what autism really is because it's a higher frequency. Pure love essence is a higher frequency. The lower vibrations are not pure. They're not innocent. It's a different vibration. So it has to come through one parent, and we may have labeled that parent as weak. That's not it. Mm -hmm. It's a different energy frequency. It's a different level of consciousness, and, and maybe people think I'm checked out sometimes, or maybe they think my mother was checked out sometimes. That's not what's really happening. A right. different evolution of the spiritual position of the individual, and so you have to understand the strength of the frequency. So the autistic child has an innate strength, and that's where you see some of these children beyond immeasurable in their strength physically when they get upset, or in the magic you can say in the most miraculous things that they can create that are unexplainable. And that would be my father's energy, extremely strong, unbreakable. Mm. I have both of those, and that's been part of the things that have helped me survive, too. But I had to go through certain situations and events to teach me the human experience of what that is. The strength gave me that ability to survive, but the energy of the more pure form, which is a higher frequency, helped me to survive also. That comes from my mother. There's way more to this. Right. And I would right. like to contribute. I would like to contribute from a collective standpoint that when the child comes in, the child already knows exactly what he's here to do. He completely understands it in such a way that he knows he cannot verbalize it or communicate it to the parent because he is here to expand the parent 
on all levels, and that takes a tremendous amount of energy because he's taking on two more agreements other than his own just to operate here in our world. Mm. And so for him to try to get the parent's mind to wrap around what he really is about, who he is or she, where from, and the collective state of energy and frequency of the cosmos that that entails is beyond human brain possible interpretation and understanding. There's no point. And so that's where you see a lot of the frustrations of the children come in when they're forced to do things that don't resonate with them. They can't raise an eight because the frequency is too low for the earthly system and they need to be able to flourish in what is in balance and harmony with them because they know exactly what they're doing, even if they're nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes um, perfect. Yes. There's a collective consciousness that delivers the information that they can, singular, they can process on a singular form or they can feel if there's multiple... Uh, energies as the collective coming in to assist them. And they are doing it 24-7, seven days a week. Uh, I mean, every day of their existence do they operate this way. And actually more so on the other side than in the earth plane because the earth plane is uh, so dense. Sometimes they just like to go play in the energy that's a little more (laughs) familiar and easy. (laughs) Comfortable. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And... Is it? I've also I've often said that the, um, you know that every parent I've ever looked at of a child diagnosed with autism, when I when I look at their energy, this is always a population who has absolutely chosen to fast track themselves through human evolution. So the potential mm-hmm. and possibility. Is absolutely there just in by virtue of the fact that they are a, chi- a parent of a child diagnosed with autism. But what I also notice is that, like this shows up in the certified practitioners sometimes, as they if they are also parents, as they become very well um, uh, integrated with this awareness, integrated into this information as they begin to evolve into their own telepathic nature and not just their telepathic nature but their multidimensional nature, their their own mastery. What I notice is that then as a pair or as a uh, collective, as a parent, you know, mother, father, child, that energy really exponentially goes out into a much bigger population. I mean, when they when they act as a unit mm-hmm. and are functioning from the mastery of each of them, my oh my, what that does <laughs> to the um, you know to the collective consciousness. It just really, from my vantage point, Amber, that is just a staggering development for human evolution. Can you can you speak to that? Yes, and that's how we expand for global ascension and we all help each other from a place of unity but collectively and if we understand that concept of exactly what you were just saying, like um 
if you think of one person touching another and the other person touching another and another and another and another, and everybody who gets touched, their light bulb goes on, mm. and you keep touching all these people, and it's a collective uh, uplift. The same thing is going on on the other side of what we tangibly know to be real and true that we experience in our human essence. That collective effort is happening on the other side with the children. They come through. They're already unified. Mm -hmm. And they're assisting us with unifying the third dimensional reality and the conscious action that that takes for the upliftment to occur. And it requires a huge amount of energy. The energy frequency is source. Mm -hmm. The more children we have on a subconscious level, or I should say superconscious level, and conscious level, both sides of the veil, is what expedites the potential possibility for this to happen at either a faster rate or a slower rate. And essentially, what is intended by the masses that are coming in is for uh, this to happen at, let's say, warp speed. Yep, the fastest way to do that is to bring in a higher frequency and a higher frequency. As the children continue to come in, the frequency expands and rises Mm -hmm. tremendously, which allows for a higher level being collective consciousness, the children, to come through persistently and gradually. It's an extended effort up and out, Mm -hmm. up and expand. And... Um, as we continue to integrate that and as parents continue on a soul level to want to evolve and be a part of what this is, the children choose them. Yes. And they say, oh, okay. And so right there, the contract for that person, they change because they've already chosen. This is very important. Mm -hmm. They have already chosen to bring in a being that needs extra special care to exist on the planet. Mm -hmm. And that is an undescribable job. Mm -hmm. Beyond jobs, any job on the planet, being the parent of one of these children is an undescribable task, a very special chosen task, and it's not for everyone. And there is a reward um, for them to create the love, protection, the vehicle, the home, the understanding um, to create a space for them to be here because their job is to hold the frequency for this collective ascension process. And unless they are here in the human reality as well as the non-human reality, it cannot happen equal and simultaneous. That's why they're multidimensionally operating because they're in both they're in multiple realms to make all of this happen, and they have to be in conscious realm as one of those. It is the lower, it is the lower vibration. It is very dense. It's very challenging to be here, and understanding the most simplest things of how to navigate in our world is extremely hard and scary. And the more we try to force these children to understand how to do that. The more they digress, Mm -hmm. the more they lose the potency of the frequency that they are here to hold. 
because yes. there's too much Thank disruption, you. lowering them and keeping them on anchor. So it is so important for these parents to know that it's a collective agreement between them as well as yes. it is that the you know children are coming through collectively. Yes. I hope that helps. Yeah, no, it but helps But the parents are very, the parents are very special, and we need them. We need them because we need protection. Being on Earth is very hard, uh, and as time begins to move faster, uh, consciously, for myself, I can speak right now. My days are very rapid in nature, and I'm very aware of that. But I feel with that, and as time transcends, and as I continue, I shift every day. My energy expands higher every day. I'm very conscious of that. It's Mm -hmm. extremely challenging for me to balance how to just navigate the realities of, let's say, work, paying bills, and, and what that earthly existence is, and maintaining my evolution because then my DNA actually changes and I can't really explain that to a whole lot of people (laughs) for what it really is and so what do you do? You live in your isolation because you know what's happening can literally go through a cell DNA mutation because my frequency shifts. When the frequency shifts, the cells have to keep up. Right, right. And do you, I mean, I find this too Amber that I go through phases and stages where isolation or, you know, time by myself is absolutely necessary. And I also notice during those times that, that you know, I mean, something as simple as going to the accountant and, and taking care of, you know, taxes and things like that, it, it, it takes – I used to beat myself up for that kind of stuff. You know, oh, it's, you know, it, you're – you can't handle that kind of that kind of thing, and yet you run a business and you do this and you do that. But what I noticed is it's not so much that I can't do it. It takes so much flipping energy to get exactly. that dense, to have that conversation, that I leave that experience. I did it just the other day. I leave that that experience, and I come home and I sleep for two hours. Yes. And and so it, it also feels to me that. As things are, as things are evolving, and as things are um, breaking through and breaking up within the collective consciousness, it feels like more of this higher dimensional energy that these kids have been bringing and holding and establishing for such a long time now is really beginning to. Uh, I, uh, infiltrate, I guess I would say, the space in between. So it's like, it's what I what I see it as is it's almost like the collective consciousness. The space between the molecules is getting is is broadening, and something is filling up that space. And what's filling up that space, as far as I can tell, is the 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 new level of consciousness that this population happens to be bringing. I mean, this is yes, why I get exactly. so excited when, you know, this is why, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm one of the few people on the planet that actually says, yay, we have one in 56 kids diagnosed with autism. Yay, it's getting even more every single day. And I know from a, 
from a practical application, you know, from a, a mental and physical perspective of autism, you know, it's hard to say yay. And it's probably a lot easier to say yay, you know, not, you know, living day in and day out with that responsibility. But at the same time, when you look at it from an energetic perspective, you're going, wow, this consciousness is rampant now. The potential and possibility is everywhere. So Yes, and one thing I would like to add for the parents to take for themselves each one specific uh, to their reality and what the journey of autism looks like for them and that experience the expression of which it comes through is different for all mm-hmm. and the child will emulate things about you for your awareness. They will show you and it may come through energetically. Uh, as this is done and as time continues to move forward, the child will incorporate or integrate, however way you see it, higher frequency and they will continue to shift and expand up and outward, higher and higher as time moves forward when you're ready, not when they're ready, because they can shift right away if they need to. They are here to help you raise your vibration higher, and they will automatically bring that through for you. What has to happen is the collective awareness including your own, on the conscious level. And the conscious level is the very last to transform. And that uh, awareness is what then shifts you into a different paradigm reality of what the experience is intended to be moving forward. This is assisted by the collective children and other extremely high light vibrational beings and intelligent forms of multidimensional spaces in the cosmos. They come through when the frequency is available. As you continue to evolve, lower aspects of what your existence has been are no longer serving. Both begin to fall away, which open up this space for this energy to come in and integrate in your conscious reality. And this is actually when we begin to experience uh, some of the physical things that are happening in our body that sometimes are explainable, sometimes we do have to be mindful in what types of therapies or treatments are available that can assist and create ease through the uh, transformation. But it is intended... And one other thing I would like to express is that you and your children are protected through the divinity of what this is intended to be for greater good. You're always surrounded in light through the challenges, as hard as they may be, even the unexplainable ones and the ones where you've experienced exhaustion. Know that there's so much more going on around you and your child from a collective standpoint on the other side that comes through with energy. And I would like to suggest to find something that resonates with you. Find a point of reference 
that will signify confirmation for you, whether it is something you like, it can be a car, it could be a familiar scent, it could be flowers, it could be a color, it could be a number sequence, it could be um, something that just happens synchronistically to give you confirmation that provides comfort. Very important to stay in a place of um, ease um, for the benefit of your child because the more they feel a space of tranquility, uh, the easier this is on all of you and it's easier for you to feel the collective state of the other side assisting you. So I, I would like to suggest finding something that keeps you in your place of comfort, that resonates with you, to let you know everything is right where it needs to be in this place at this time. Yeah, brilliant. What you were saying, Amber, about the, um, you know, that the the bigger collective purpose of raising consciousness, you know, and, and that being the focus, you know, we see that all the time, you know, as everybody rightly is looking for ways to, um, quote-unquote, support autism. You know, I mean, autism is a big business right now. And and there are any number of vantage points about what, what an individual diagnosed with autism, quote-unquote, needs in order to, um, and usually the premise is, this is what they need in order to function more like um, humanity currently functions. And, of course, you know, we know that that's not what they're here to do. That's that's not what we have even collectively as a consciousness, um, you know, asked for them to do. I mean, we've, we've made an agreement they wouldn't be here otherwise. So... So can you speak a little bit about how um, some of these other, how do some of these other modalities um, factor in um, when you've got a collective consciousness that truly is here to do, kind of has a single-minded focus on human evolution? Um, And could you speak to some of the, some of the things that we do typically to attempt to have them feel to be more like us, and and how does that um, impede or enhance uh, what's going on well, here? Well, that's a great question. I would like to actually start with, with things that would imp- be impeding our very important for individuals to realize this is not cookie cutter mm-hmm. on many different levels, just to begin with that. And the child here and the collectiveness of those assisting from the other side, the consciousness, do not understand the doctors, the therapies, the foods, the environment. They don't understand these worldly interpretations of what is going to make the situation better. All of those belief systems or theories or thoughts or just 
mechanisms of action that come from the brain do not resonate with these children or the collectiveness of what they're connected to. What resonates in positivity, assistance, and in a place that will create the space for their pure essence to come through is being a participant, loving them and with an acceptance of understanding them. And when I say understanding them, it doesn't mean that you understand them. It's really more of understanding you understand there's something to be understood. Mm-hmm. They are so highly evolved and they connect to a whole nother system of consciousness that is even more expanded and that is why they are not here because they're so highly evolved and there's so much energy that Gaia, Earth, her frequency can only carry so much at one time. They all cannot come at once. Mm -hmm. So this energy for humanity, when you're trying to raise the state of how we live into a more pure form than how it has been in the past, that high frequency is a love frequency. Everything about it starts, it ends and begins with love. And so when you nurture that child, you're offering love and you're already calibrating to them. Right. When you're accepting them, you're calibrating to them. One thing I would like to strongly suggest, because I know there's still the reality of helping them navigate in our world, when something comes up and Whatever it is, you need to say the word no. Try to refrain from no. Find any alternative than no, because no for them is an automatic sign of rejection, and they download that to download, and it hits them in a very negative way that sometimes cannot be corrected in their consciousness. doesn't mean they're going to carry it in their subconsciousness or their but it will be enlarged and imprint in the spirit and in their consciousness. Right. This form of this sense of rejection, and that's where the self-esteem issues come from because they already know they're different. So then, if they know they're different and they're carrying rejection issues, it's a it's a double whammy. And I had to overcome that myself. That's how I know that. And it's very hard. I still work on it every day. Well, so, and I I think the other piece too, Amber, is that you know. And I think this is true of most children, but but more so with children diagnosed with autism. Giving them, um, I know that we use this analogy when when you were talking with the certified practitioners that that having a child diagnosed with autism is literally like having an individual from another planet, another country, another universe, however you want to view it. But yeah. but really what that individual, what we're attempting to quote-unquote teach that individual is nothing more than, hey, these are the customs here. This is this is how we do this here. Not not because we're saying you have to you have to fit in, but instead of saying no, don't do that, no, don't do that. You know, almost approaching it more from this place of of interest and curiosity. Wow, I noticed that you do things this way. I noticed that you you think that it's probably okay to 
you know, just dash out into the road. But but here, right. there are physical consequences to dashing out into the road. And and mm-hmm. it, when it really is, whether we believe that the the child can consciously understand all the words that we're sharing with them or not, when you come from that energetic perspective, when you come from that level of awareness, the child does get it. The in, the the yes, they get it immediately because just what you were just saying, it's not coming from a place of rejection. It's coming from a place of curiosity, understanding, love, acceptance, a, a whole different ballgame. And I've watched kids literally shift on a dime with these kinds of, you know, behaviors that to most of us would go, oh, my gosh, you know, that's a life-threatening behavior. They, you know, I have to say no. But but when we do it the other way, I mean, they, they do shift on a dime. I've seen it dime. several times. Yes. Yeah. And when it's done out of care, they already automatically know that. You don't even have to say anything. But just the act of care and kindness and how it's, handled is the key because love and kindness is what resonates to them. Right, but see, whenever And whenever something comes in, when you see them get frustrated, it's because they, they don't understand why they don't understand the way everybody else does. And they're aware of that. Growing up, I would try to understand things the way I would observe other children or other adults understand things. I could not force myself to get it no matter how, how, how hard I tried still to this day. And yeah. people will say to me, just, you know, don't be self-defeating in your beliefs or the way you're thinking because, you know, you're setting yourself up that. I said, I'm not setting myself up for that. This is my reality. This is what I know I connect with and what I don't. Mm-hmm. I know what resonates with me and I know what I'm, my capabilities are and what they aren't. And I had to, to learn that. And so um, there are going to be certain things that they don't resonate with but it's all in the approach. I can guarantee at 100% if you just say, how can I help you see this, they'll be like, oh, wow, this is great. Show me. But if you come at them in any way that's negative, then it's going to be an explosion or resistance, and it pushes them back, and that's where you see a lot of the frustration, which actually in turn leads to behavioral issues and uh, health problems. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, the collective consciousness of all of the children have always said from the beginning that it's not what you do with us, it's how you do it. You know, exactly. so so you can be, you can be, and I've watched this myself, you know, it's, you yeah. know, I watched it as a speech pathologist, I've watched it, you know, through educators and, you know, and why is it that some educators, some therapists, you know, some medical professionals really have a great, great success, quote-unquote, what they're calling success rate with this population. It it doesn't have anything to do with their technique as far as, I, I mean, of their method. If you, it's, it's how they're being, who they're being in that process. That's what the, the child is actually um, uh, developing with. Not necessarily the, you know, that you followed this particular technique. And and I, when you said about, you know, there's no cookie cutter here, I love that because 
this this individuation, I mean, again, when we say this population, any population, but this population is this way for this reason and this is how, you know, anybody who tells me that they have a cookie-cutter approach to autism, I automatically, I might, I kind of glaze over right off the bat because, and that's why I'm so vested in this this gift of telepathy because there's something in that, that ability to go to that space and interact with them from that place, not so you can tell them what they need, but so that they can tell you how you can best support them. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different vantage point. Um, Amber, before we go any further, I want to just say that I'd like to just go at let's let's um, kind of nix the energetic work at the end of this uh, episode today. Let's keep having a conversation because as I'm watching the energy as we're having the conversation, it's it's integrating so beautifully. Anyway, I think we should just keep going. Is that all right with you? Oh. Yes. Yeah, we've got about we've got about 15 more minutes, so I think it'd be great to have that conversation. Yes, and what I would like to add with that, what you're seeing, uh, and for those listening, is that what is happening with the intention of this uh, discussion, the mm-hmm. interest involved, the assistance to make all of this um, easier, uh, and and share with collective effort on behalf of. Um, those who are helping those with autism and those carrying the frequency. The holographic universe is already connecting and doing the energy work that would have come through anyways. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) that template is um, already engaged. And I just want to say that. And it's actually very amazing. It is amazing. It's very beautiful. Yeah, as I'm watching it, I'm kind of going... Yep, let's just keep having the conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would like to add, if you don't mind, that because your child is so expanded and so connected to this consciousness coming through, ask them things that would be extraordinary. Ask them things that are not what a typical parent would find to ask their child what I mean by that is tap into what would be extraordinary in interest to them that would light them up, that would ignite them and inspire them with something that resonates more closely to their frequency as opposed to it being something so conformed to the old ways of being or an old system of conformed learning styles and find out what is unique and special to them and let them show you because they will. And I don't know how it will show up for for them and for you or how they'll present it, but just throw the energy behind that and find out what that unique quality is with your child that is special between the two of you that you can help cultivate and help um, your child flourish in and the collective consciousness that they tap into on a multidimensional uh, uh, level and in that space they will come through and they will assist and you will start to see these signs start to show up on what your child will just be delighted 
to be connected to that gives them a sense of balance and a familiar place of not feeling so alienated in the conscious existence to be anchored in earth. Don't you think, Amber, that a lot of times some of the things that the kids, you know, you know, in kind of the more mainstream consciousness, we would say they're perseverating on something. You know, they're they're perseverating with building blocks or with with science and space or with some kind of, you know, action hero or something like that. But but what I notice is that there's a there's an awareness in that. You know, what are they fixated on? And and let's begin to be curious about, you know, what are the characteristics of that superhero? What are the right. what are the strategies and the 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 awarenesses that need to be in place to be, you know, an engineer of the magnitude that some of these yes. kids are engineers. And, you know, as you begin to to have a curiosity about that, the whole universe will will drop things in your lap. Exactly to, so. Yeah, to push it and forward. You know, and, you know, just as some uh, point of reference to go, okay, this is what they're saying, you know, if you think about some of these scientists, that are way beyond their time. Mm. And you wonder, how did they ever invent that or create that or come up with that? Yeah. yeah. Well, where did they come from? They came yeah. from a, tech, a a universe that was of technology. Yeah. They don't, don't even realize it. where they... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that information yeah. came through. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same thing. But but watch what your child does. Find out maybe what intelligence, what intelligence is driving the the blocks that uh, the structure they're building out of their Legos or or the colors or just something unique about it. You know, um, one thing I used to do as a child, uh, nonstop, I always wanted to be with the stars. I painted my room in stars. <laughs> I'm very clear on where I come from, and that is uh, in the constellation of Taurus, there's an energy system, a star system by the name of Pleiad. So those of you who are aware of that, that is where I'm from, as a conscious point of reference as a seven-year-old. I didn't know that in my brain. I hadn't learned the label of all of that, but I knew it, and I used to draw it all the time. I painted my room in the same colors and covered in stars, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And so there were the signs right there. I even have the, t- the tattoos before I was even <laughs> conscious of exactly why I was doing it. I was doing it. So they already know, and sometimes you're also here as a conscious vehicle, a developed vehicle to help them make uh, connect the dots. It's like, oh, okay, this is what you need to know. Point of reference, it's so important. I didn't have points of reference, and so my life was complete confusion. I knew what I knew, and I didn't even know how I knew it, and what I didn't know, I knew I didn't know it, and I couldn't make myself know it. So... For the parents, you're really here as a uh, as a, a navigator for a point of reference for them to have an identification to fulfill the duty that they're here to fulfill in the contract that brings them to Earth for ascension. That is what they know. It's an assignment. Yeah. I'm here to hold this frequency. I've got this intelligence. This intelligence does exhibit A. That's what they know and that's what they're fixated on. That's it. It's that cut and dry. Right. So all this other stuff dilutes them and they don't understand it. 
So it's even harder. You're well, really a gift to and them. It, and it becomes such a, dis- you know, in some cases, it can become such a distraction for um, how um, how fluidly they can actually evolve consciousness. You know, sometimes I think when sometimes when we pull these kids, I, I watch this too. When, sometimes when we pull this population into you know all kinds of different you know it, this is the kid that's going to you know 50 therapies a week and programs and this and that and the other thing and it's it's all well and good on one level but the other the other aspect of it is sometimes i watch it completely pulling the child in so many different directions it's kind of um that they can't remain focused or it take well they will remain focused but but they they become distracted or it becomes more challenging for them to remain focused on what they're here to remain focused on. But one of the other pieces that I think is really fascinating, Amber, is I think this is right now what humanity is being asked to do. I think right now what humanity is being asked is to to really follow their model. What is it that we that we at a soul level resonate with and what don't we resonate with? What do we know to be true and what do we know that is not true for us? You know, so that we really start we really start engaging with our mastery. So, I mean, I'm watching it in my own life right now. It's like here's a distraction, here's a distraction, here's a distraction. But where where does that passion lie? And and every single person on that planet knows by how they feel in their body and how they um, resonate with any given situation, if that energy is in alignment with that or not. And I think we're being fine-tuned by this population and by our own evolution over and over again to be just as focused as these kids are in what we are all here to do and how we're here to do it. Because we all have that. Yes. It's about getting back to a different system of values. And what is that for you? Yeah. What is that for the person? And that's what the children are also here doing. What's important? Yeah. The bottom line, what's important? Yeah, what's important? Somewhere along the way, things have gotten a little out of control when humanity and these children are here to realign principles. Refocus the energy. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. makes really good sense. And it's happening at a collective rate because of the masses of which they're coming through. So the more that come through, there's more parents taking care of more, so there's more parents essentially joining forces even if they don't consciously know one another, they're all in the same boat because they're identifying with a commonality, and that is I have an autistic child that needs special care. This is my priority, and this takes precedence. How do I shift and expand in such a way that cultivates what this being needs? Identifying in that they have such a special child is so important. Mm-hmm. And collectively, um, always remembering that they have the assistance from the other side as well, equal and simultaneous. Um, 
is very important, and they're always bridged with that. Their child is a bridge. It's very cool. It's almost like they're celebrities. They've been chosen, (laughs) (laughs) and they have a bridge to this supernatural existence that many people could dream of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a direct connection, not only in their house, but through their DNA, their evolution, soul-to-soul agreement, and they were picked. They were chosen. Right. It's very, very special. I think, too, you know, I, I watch this, too, for parents. When they, um, when they move into that place of acceptance, you know, like so for the the parent who is in a fairly mainstream has a fairly mainstream vantage point of their child and is still kind of buying into, you know, what everybody else tells them as far as, you know, this population needing to be more like the insanity that's already here. You know, when that particular population of parents moves into a place of, of I would say maybe um, acceptance first. Wow, th- this is this is what I'm in. This is what I'm engaged with. This is what my life is about. You know, when they literally move into this acceptance place, what I notice is there becomes this amazing opening of curiosity that follows that. And this is where I see parents go from, you know, hey, I never would have, I never would have really spoken to somebody, you know, that has this vantage point or, you know, I didn't believe any of this other worldly stuff. But from that moment of acceptance, it's like the whole universe goes, ah, you know, that, that place has been reached and now and now it, there's like an opening. There's a curiosity can flood these individuals in places where their evolution goes so flipping quickly that... yes. Absolute joy to watch, but it, it's almost like if you can get to that acceptance place first, the very next patch of energy is going to be curiosity, and that is glorious to watch. And the universe will take care of everything; it will open the doors. But the Absolutely. acceptance creates the acknowledgement for that to occur. Yep, yep, yeah. And yep. it happens effortlessly. It's quite amazing. It's the same as. <laughs> Yes, it's it's the same actually with um to give an analogy with anything. Uh, you can take a woman that's trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. If we have this uh, point of reference, if she has body image issues, as soon as she can acknowledge that it's okay to be who she is in that space, mm-hmm. and whatever her gene pool dictates, and how to shift her perceptions in such a way that she can express those genes differently, her body will shift and transform immediately, effortlessly. It's the same thing. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Amber. We're going to have to call it a day today, but I um, have no doubt that I'll be having you back on again. For those of you listening and you want to get in touch with Amber, you can find her at officialamberblack.com, officialamberblack.com. So thank you for making it today, Amber, and thank you, everybody, for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was... Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives 
as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, and details for, for upcoming Awesomeism certification processes. The next process will begin in July. July and September are the last level three are the last level one courses that I will facilitate. Beginning in 2015, the Level 3 practitioners will be offering Level 1 in various locations around the globe and via teleconferences. If you haven't signed up for our monthly free newsletter, please do so. There you'll learn about the results of the Autism Healing Intention Program and great, get great articles and videos, including uh, the videos that, or the articles um, and information that Amber has been sharing with the certified practitioners. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. is Miriam Knight with the New Consciousness Review. Miriam will host a roundtable discussion of various books which have been highlighted through her program. You can also join Pure Presence Aligning to Self on May 2nd at 9 a.m., Enjoy the discussions. Look forward to seeing you then. Thank you again for being here today. And until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings.